everybody. Thank you for tuning in to Coastal Voices. On this week's episode, I speak to Eric Nordahl of Social Coast in regards to their work with Eunice Stoughton Camp. I'm also speaking to Cam Hill of the Git Gat Nation about the Chain of Hope. All this and more on this week's episode of Coastal Voices. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Coastal Voices. On uh, this week's episode, I'm going to focus on the Enbridge proposed pipelines and speak to Indigenous and non-Indigenous folks who are engaging in resistance and solidarity against all pipelines. It's been a tremendous honour and an incredible learning experience to be exposed to such passionate and resilient people in the fight for Indigenous sovereignty and the environment in which we live. Uh, I've got a couple exciting things lined up for you today, including Cam Hill, who is a counsellor and a teacher from the Git God Nation, who spoke to me about the Chain of Hope, which is an uh, incredible effort from the Git Gam people to honour their ancestors, the land, and the people who are fighting for it. Yeah, my name is uh, Cam Hill. Um, I'm a uh, band-elect counselor from from Hartley Bay, and I'm also a a teacher uh, in Hartley Bay, and I'm also a lifelong resident of uh, Hartley Bay. I've lived here all my life. Fantastic. Uh, Could you talk a little bit about the Chain of Hope and and what it's doing for the Get Got people? Well, the the Chain of Hope was... uh, uh, was uh, the the idea was put forward uh, actually by my mom, uh, whose name is Lynn Hill, um, but uh, she she'd like to uh, basically say that that was it was just an idea, and uh, really the matriarchs of uh, and and the women of this community were were who put the chain of hope forward and uh, and made it become uh, uh, what it was. Uh, the chain of hope was uh, uh, an idea that um, was. Uh, it, really what it was was it was a, a crocheted line um, that was stitched together that would encompass the entire width of Douglas Channel. And oh, it was wow. done by uh, all of the the women within our community, um, and, and not only within our community, it, it really grew from there. It was obviously not every Kit-Kat uh, person lives in Hartley Bay, and... Uh, you know, we have people living all over the world, really, and um, it, it it really took off. And and we had crocheted lines coming from all over the province of BC and uh, as as far as uh, Eastern Canada and uh, many more places. And uh, when they arrived in Hartley Bay, we uh, we tied them all together to to make sure that we had enough uh, crocheted uh, line to stretch the entire width of Douglas Channel. 
Wow. And uh, I know this is in response to the government's decision to go ahead with the Enbridge um, pipeline. Um, how do you feel about this uh, acting as an act of resilience for the GitGat people? Well, the well, it was kind of interesting how uh, the timing kind of came together. Uh, really, um, the chain of hope uh, was always deemed to happen uh, around Aboriginal Day. Uh, and, and really, the, the idea about it was just to solidify um, our entire nation's uh, sediments uh, about the Northern Gateway Project, in, in which the Gitgat people do not want that uh, project happening, um, nor do they want it coming through their territory. Um, so, you know, the, the, the federal government uh, kept on putting off their announcement. I mean, a lot of people were anticipating when it was going to happen, and, and it just so happened that it happened, I think it was a day actually ahead of, of, of the Chain of Hope crossing, um, maybe, maybe two days ahead. But, you know, I think I think deep down um, we all knew what, what Harper's intentions were, and mm. we all knew that, uh, you know, the, the so-called process, and I, and I always call it the so-called process because the JRP process to us was really not a process that... Mm-hmm. It, uh, it, 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 there was no consultation with GitGet people on, uh, uh, about the Northern Gateway pipeline. We, we participated in the JRP process. Um, and, and I've always said it, uh, as the process was going on is that, uh, never in my life did I ever think that I'd be standing on GitGet soil, um, telling the world who we are as a people, mm. you know, uh, to, to, to try and save our, our, our history and our culture and the environment in which we live in. Um, it, it was a, even though we sort of deep down knew that uh, Harper would, would go ahead and, and okay the project in, in his mind, it was still defeating for us. It, was, it, it still left a real somber state over the community. It, uh, it was a sad day. Like, mm. th- th- there's no other way to say it. It was a sad day. Um, to to ha- to hear those words uh, uh, and and really um, you know once those words were spoken, I think that the the Gitgat Nation right right then and there said you know what uh, if people thought we were in it for the long haul before that we really are now and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I guess to put it simply uh, uh, many of our people thought you know what the the fight's just beginning. Yeah, I think that uh, that feeling is echoed throughout uh, Indigenous and non-Indigenous communities across Canada right now. Um, if people wanted to participate in a project like the Chain of Hope, uh, what would you suggest for their communities? What really brought this community together uh, on this project? Uh, sorry, you're asking if, uh, if if people wanted to participate in, in, in what we're doing or what we did? Yeah, in, in what you're doing and what you did. Um, if they wanted to continue with this type of project, uh, would the GitGat Nation be open to that and, and um, making it even a bigger project? Oh, I, I, think, I think for sure. I think that, uh, you know... As, as far as the GitGat people go and, and the matriarchs uh, of our community that, that, that put this forward, you know what, we're, we're, we're not only trying to protect our territory, we're, we're trying to protect uh, all of the environment, all of the world. We, mm-hmm. we, we want 
we want Hartley Bay to be the, the, the greenest community in the world, and 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 to do that, Enbridge Oil and and Tar Sands Oil uh, uh, is not the way that we would we would want to be going. No. Um, I think that uh, the the sort of the rallying cry that uh, that the Get Get people have been involved in over the past number of years um, is going to continue, and I think that if people uh, uh, want to jump on board and uh, and make their feelings known. Um, we certainly welcome that because um, the tar sands are 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 bad for the world. Not mm-hmm. not only the Gitgat people, and however the people around uh, BC and Canada and the world for that matter want to so- show their support. Um, you know, I I we would certainly welcome it. Um, we're all in this together. We all we all want to leave the world a better place for our future generations than 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 what we have right now mm-hmm. um, I think that if uh, as we all get older and, and knowing that we've done everything that we can possibly to to make sure the world is uh, the way it was when when we lived in it um, you know what more could we ask for that's fantastic um, so is the chain of hope completed now is it something that is long-standing um, something that'll stay up or is it something that has come down and been done already well actually uh it's it's interesting that the call's happening tonight because we we've been sort of inundated with uh uh some pretty bad weather over the last uh, few days since, oh, since yeah. the chain of hope was strung across Douglas Channel but in our traditional custom um we're actually going to we've collected the chain and uh and all of the the emotions and the thoughts and the and and the prayers and and everything, all of the energy, the positive energy that went into that chain, um, has all been collected. It's all intact. And what we're going to be doing actually this evening um, is, uh, as is customary with with uh, the Kitkat people, is we are going to uh, we're going to burn um, the chain of hope and and offer it to our ancestors. Um, who have gone on before us, but also offer it to our future generations who um, who, who are coming up after us. And, and it's our thoughts and it's our sentiments and it's all that positive energy that, that we're giving back to our ancestors who, who worked so hard to to pave the road for us as, as Gitgat people in this territory uh, to look after what they had so that they could pass down um, all of the learnings and the true tellings and and everything that uh, that that we as a Git Gat people are to to the next generation and uh, as is customary um, we'll be doing that tonight and it's it's quite a you know it's quite a somber uh, event even though you know the you're remembering everybody that's gone before you mm-hmm. uh, and, and everything that they did for us it's 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 going to be quite. Uh, um, Gripping, if you ask me, it's mm-hmm. uh, and and it's something that uh, our elders. Uh, we, we went to our elders and, and asked because we didn't want uh, the the chain just to to die there. And and to us, it's not going to die. It will never die. This mm-hmm. is this was symbolic of of the way that Kitkat people feel. It's symbolic of the way our matriarchs feel, our elders, our our chiefs. And um, in doing this, we really feel that, that this will, will keep the project going. It'll keep 
it'll it'll keep it uh, alive in 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 so many of our our lives uh in our ancestors who have gone before us and uh and hopefully uh everyone that that witnesses this tonight will remember this forever yeah that sounds amazing and uh i commend you on your work with this because it's such a unique and powerful project uh i wish you and the get gat nation luck moving forward and and i thank you for all of your efforts thanks so much cam oh thank thanks for listening to me and uh um, and uh, uh, to all of the, the listeners out there, you know, thank you for your support. And uh, the Get Gat people will continue to fight uh, and, and do whatever it takes to, to protect our territory and uh, and uh, the west coast of BC and uh, and all of Canada and the world for that matter. So thanks for your time. Yeah, thank you so much. Once again, that was Cam Hill from the Git Gat Nation, who I'm sure you can tell was an absolutely wonderful person to interview. And I feel incredibly grateful that he would share his feelings about this project with me. Eric Nordell works with Social Coast, organizing trips to Unistoten camps. Uh, I was lucky enough to speak with him this week about his experience going to the Unistoten camp with his fellow Social Coast members. Uh, my name is Eric Nordell. Um, I am a coordinator with Social Coast. Um, we've been supporting and working in solidarity with the Unistoten camp, and we've been there for, well, I guess this will be our third summer now. Um, we've gone up uh, as part of the caravan that's been going up from, uh, from down south and bringing people up to the camp every summer. Uh, there's an action camp that happens that brings people uh, from really all around the world at this point, at least attention, and people actually physically making it out. Uh, to come down and uh, learn about how they can support the camp and what that blockade means and what the direct action is going to look like as the uh, as the years or the months unfold. That's awesome. Uh, when was the last time you were at the Unistoten camp? Um, last time I was personally at the Unistoten camp was last summer about this time. And can you speak a little bit about your experience while you were there and uh, what led you into this type of work? surrounding um, being in solidarity with Indigenous folks. Cool. Yeah, the experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'd first like to mention, like, the first time going up there, which was a couple of years ago now, um, definitely feeling uh, really excited and also really nervous, uh, you know, meeting a new community of people up north. I mean, most of the activism and things that I've been involved in uh, have been down here in the city. Uh, so definitely feeling really excited about that and uh over the last two years, the relationships that have uh, been developed between uh, organizers and activists um, down here that have been built over the last two years has been really incredible. Um, so I think that's, I mean, really one of the most amazing parts to me about the importance of that, of the Innistoten camp. Um, and secondly, of course, like the, the, the value of the workshops um, and the amazing speakers and presenters that are up there. And... So not only are those relationships being built, but skills are being built at the same time. Um, personally, uh, I've been involved through Social Coast, and um, we got involved because, I mean, over the last you know, number of years, there's been a number of different uh, different parties or different organizations um, organizing, uh, you know, obviously in opposition to pipelines. Some some are uh, spending energy against one or two. Some are saying no pipelines at all. Um, the Unistoten camp uh, aligned uh, with our values 
And I think, I mean, one of the most important things of all is that, you know, as an organization and myself uh, as an organizer, I definitely, you know, the importance of supporting frontline communities, um, you know, we are going up there as, as support. You know, we're not going up there to, to explain what to do or how to stop the pipeline. You know, they provide the leadership, and it's been an amazing experience, and I think everybody that's been involved has uh, learned a ton. Uh, so, yeah, I think, yeah, definitely the importance of the camp. Uh, it is on the front line, and frontline communities are the ones that are leading the charge. And so we're, you know, personally, I'm very honored to actually be, be a part of it and involved in any way. Hmm. And what type of activities uh, would you engage in at the camp? Um, I guess of the of the activities that I can speak of, um, you know, like I, like I mentioned, uh, workshops, uh, skill building exercises, um, and you know, just the discussions that are happening. Uh, you know, we we go up there. Everyone meets uh, people from different different territories, different communities, all coming together and kind of deciding what's what's going to happen, what the next year is going to look like. Um, you know, and, and kind of getting together and being on the same page. There's only so much that can happen through emails, mm-hmm. and uh, it's just an amazing opportunity like, to get together and, and to make these plans and work in solidarity with one another, um, you know, across, across different territories. And can I ask uh, how you got started with Social Coast? Yeah, um, I got started with Social Coast uh, about three years ago, uh, or a little over three years ago, I guess, when it first launched. Um, Social Coast has been uh, a very important project to me, and uh, I think to the other people that have been involved. Uh, and, you know, in in line and, uh, you know, related to the Unistoten camp, um, you know, we've always, you know, uh, what, we tried, what we've been doing is creating, a, like, a culture of activism in here. Um, and kind of really, I think, by jumping from campaign to campaign and supporting different communities. Um, we've always had, like, a stress and importance on uh, supporting frontline communities and, and showing our support, getting involved where we can. Mm-hmm. Can you explain a little bit uh, what Social Coast is and who they are and, and what they do as an organization? Uh, so Social Coast launched uh, about three years ago today. Uh, our vision of Social Coast was to um, bring together the social justice, environmental, uh, labor movements, indigenous sovereignty movements, um, and get people kind of working together. Uh, so often these things happen in, in their own silos, and um, our, our mission, our goal has been to get people engaged and working together. Um, we've worked on a number of different campaigns, uh, I guess everything from Save the Trees to Save the Bees, uh, mm-hmm. Stop the Pipelines. Uh, we've worked on labor campaigns, and um, really what we're trying to do is just um, support activism that happens here and uh, celebrate activism that happens here uh, through different campaigns and direct actions. Uh, it's been a pretty exciting model of organizing. It's something that's, uh, you know, we've kind of looked at other other organizations and looked at some of the things that they do well and tried to pick, a, pick some of those and tried to create a, an organization that, that does that, you know, by having kind of a really inclusive or fun and positive mm. um, sort of form of organizing, but at the same time, you know, taking it seriously and having a focus on direct actions. Mm. And um, when will you be going up to Unisotin again? And um, what is going to, what is that going to look like for you and for people who want to get involved? How could they? Mm-hmm. 
so Social Coast works closely with the Forest Action Network. Um, we leave on July 13th, and we will be heading uh, from Victoria, Lekwungen Territory, uh, and heading up to the Unistoten Camp. Uh, we leave on the 13th. We're taking a bus. It is a biodiesel green bus that moves very slowly, so it takes about three days going up there. Uh, wow. We camp along the way. Um, there's cars that follow as well, um, but we fill up the bus and uh, we head up there with gear and supplies and donations um, and then arrive, yeah, three days later. Uh, we spend about the week up there. Um, we'll be, yeah, not only doing workshops, uh, but I should have mentioned earlier too, we'll be, we'll be building. You know, it's, it's not just sitting around and enjoying the time. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we're up there to work and we're up there to support the camp. Um, so actually, you know, physical instru- infrastructure will be built. Um, spend the time up there and, uh, then we come back over a couple of days. So it's all, it's all camping and, um, it's honestly, it's just a really, it's a, it's a great time. Like there's, if, if anybody wants to get involved in, you know, in direct opposition to the construction of any of these pipelines, Mm -hmm. um, I, I suggest that this is the, this is the best and most effective way. That's awesome. And, uh, how can people get involved with Social Coast and Unistoten camps if they were in, interested in, uh, in joining you on your pilgrimage up there? Yeah. Um, so people can email, uh, Social Coast by either sending me a message at eric at socialcoast.org. So that's E-R-I-C, um, or info at socialcoast.org. Um, and we'll happily pass you along. Um, or you can go to the Forest Action Network website. Um, they're doing the admin and, and the, the intake for the caravan. Um, so it's all going to go through Zoe, um, you know, somebody that we work with closely. Uh, and, you know, all the intake happens that way. And then that's how, you, that's how you sign up and that's how you get involved. That's awesome. Thanks so much for speaking to me today, Eric. And uh, good luck on your mission up there. I hope that goes well. Okay, thanks so much. And yeah. thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, thank you. Once again, that was Eric Nordahl from Social Coast. You can find out more about Una Stoughton online at unastoughtoncamp.com and at Social Coast uh, at socialcoast.org. We're going to get into some tunes from Mob Bounce. This is called No Money, Mo- No Money, No Problems. Once again, that was Mob Bounce. Uh, I'm going to come at you with another Mob Bounce track. This is with uh, Bishop of Skookum Sound System, who you might have been lucky enough to see if you were at um, Urbanite last last summer, I think it was. Um, there was an Urbanite gallery opening, and Skookum Sound System blew the roof off the place. This is Mob Bounce. They're out of Vancouver Indigenous Hip Hop. I'm loving it right now, so uh, check it out. Once again, that was Mob Bounce, their indigenous hip-hop coming out of Vancouver. If you're into it, you can check them out on SoundCloud and Mob Bounce. I found them on RPM, which is an excellent resource for indigenous music, hip-hop, culture, all that type of stuff. They have sections for artists, musicians, all of that creative, good, good indigenous stuff happening in in Canada and across the world. Uh, They got it happening on rpm.fm. Next week on Coastal Voices, I'll be airing an interview that I did today with Lorna Williams at the Royal British Columbia Museum for uh, the exhibit, Our Living Languages. Um, 
It's going to be amazing. I went and checked it out today and walked around with Lorna and uh, another person from the museum and was able to talk to uh, their exhibition ambassador uh, about the work they're doing. And it's a, an amazing interactive exhibit. If you have the chance to check it out, definitely do so. Uh, if you don't, I'll be doing a walkthrough uh, kind of descriptive show next week on Coastal Voices, um, talking about what me and Lorna went through and what we saw. And uh, I would like to thank the RBC Museum for letting me come in and poke around and check out this exhibit. Um, it's definitely one of my favorite exhibits ever, and I've lived in Victoria for pretty much my whole life and I've seen a lot of them because I'm kind of a nerd and I love going to museums and it was one of the best that I had ever seen and I think so so important um, for the language revitalization effort that's happening uh, in Canada right now and this is going to provide a lot of um, curriculum and a really good starting place for people who might not uh, live on their territories or have access to their languages so once again it's called Our Living Languages, and it's at uh, the first, oh, the Royal BC Museum, and it's uh, in partnership with the First Peoples Cultural uh, Commission, Cultural Council, sorry, uh, and it's put on by the First Peoples Voices in BC. Uh, so check that out. Uh, up next, we're going to have some news. Okay, so today in news, um, this week the Supreme Court of Canada will deliver its decision in the Silkwatten uh, Nation's Aboriginal title case. The case takes place tomorrow, so stay tuned. Um, the Silkwatten Nation is determined to their right uh, to the Aboriginal title within a portion of the Silkwatten Territory, which is located in the Caribou-Chilcotin Caribou region of BC. In June of 2012, the British Columbia Court of uh, Appeal overturned the BC Supreme Court's ruling on the Silkwatten Aboriginal title. It was stated that ab Aboriginal title only existed to specific, specific pardon me, and intensi intensively used sites. The Silkwatten people believe that the de this decision makes a mockery of the Aboriginal title while disregarding the Aboriginal ways of living and is based on a stereotypical and discriminatory discriminatory views of indigenous people once again this decision comes down tomorrow so keep hanging out on coastal voices or checking out twitter for uh more story on that because we'll know definitely know more after uh the court case takes place and a decision is reached national aboriginal celebration across canada took place last weekend uh in victoria at ship point and i think at the uh the big house at the the sorry RBC Museum there were three days of festivities and Aboriginal based cultural celebrations and as some of you probably know uh, from listening to CFUV there was a standing nation powwow on Saturday which is also in celebration of the summer solstice but um, 
also National Aboriginal Day. That was uh, the 21st of June. Uh, and if you were there, you know, it was put on by January Rogers in the Standing Nation Drum Group. And uh, if you were lucky enough to make it out, you remember all the beautiful and intricate regalia as well as the incredible dancing and drumming. There was an amazing coop dancer present named Alex Wells, who was a three-time world champion and with the success of this year's Aboriginal Day festivities, it is hoped that the awareness around Indigenous peoples and their cultures in Canada will grow and that next year will be even bigger. Two young Aboriginal men crashed their vehicle into the Saskatchewan River and drowned very recently, and their families are saying that the RCMP waited three full days to recover the men and their from their vehicle. The families uh, have called on provincial leaders to make changes in the way that the RCMP handle uh, underwater recovery. While, while the police chose to wait, the families had to wait for the confirmation that the two young men were in their vehicle. Two Mi'kmaq men were arrested last year during the anti-fracking protests in New Brunswick, and they have been waiting eight months in jail for a trial. The judge will decide this week whether or not they will be staying in jail. More on that uh, uh, next week, probably. Robert Falcon Willett is a um, Winnipeg mayoral, can mayoral candidate who is uh, exposing the racism that he's faced on the campaign trail. Willett spoke to the f at the Francophone Chamber of Commerce mayoral debate in St. Boniface last week. Shortly thereafter, he was subject to hateful comments on his Facebook page and angry emails speaking about in his indigenous heritage. Mr. Willett expressed his disappointment and sadness about the comments being made, but he hoped to shine a light on the racialization of indigenous peoples in Canada. Um, gonna get into some music, gonna turn up this HRC track and then get into some more of it. But uh, after that, we're gonna have some events in the community to look out for. So stay tuned to CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria. Thank you for listening. Hello there. Uh, once again, you're listening to Coast of Voices. I'm Sasha Willette. Check me out on Twitter at Sasha Willette. And um, CFUV is streaming online at cfuv.uvic.ca. You can also follow us at CFUV. Find my uh, playlist of 
past and previous shows on uh, CFUV's SoundCloud. That's soundcloud.com forward slash CFUV. And then there's a little playlist where you can see all of our wonderful shows and live recordings. And it will have a Coastal Voices section. Uh, gonna get into some more music. And um, then I'll have a little bit of community news. And and then it's uh, Straight No Chaser. And that'll be it for me. But uh, stay tuned to CFUV for the rest of Coastal Voices and for Straight No Chaser, which is your friendly local jazz program and uh, thank you once again for tuning in hello hello once again you're listening to coastal voices i thought i would get into a teensy bit of news before um before signing off i'm gonna what did i want to tell you about ah yes the city of vancouver has unanimously voted to acknowledge that the city is on unceded Indigenous territory. Uh, And the mayor, Gregor Robertson, declared a year of reconciliation last summer in the hopes of building new relationships between Indigenous folks and non-Indigenous Vancouverites. Um... The city will say the city says it will now work with representatives in the Aboriginal community to determine the appropriate protocols for conducting city business, which is what they should do, but is uh, also, you know, a really good step in the right direction. Um, I think we live in a very fortunate part of Canada that cultural protocols are often taken into account at least in the community that I live within. And um, it's really nice to see a big city like Vancouver with a multiracial population acknowledging the territories that they're on. Some other pretty darn cool news. Uh, There is a teen scientist who has harnessed the power of the sun to help Navajo communities. Uh, and this is a New Mexico teenager named Raquel Redshirt, uh, and she uses everyday materials uh, and the sun to build solar ovens, fulfilling a Navajo community's needs to uh, and winning an award at the Intel ISEF competition. Um, growing up on New Mexico's Navajo Nation, Raquel Redshirt was well aware of the needs of her community, and many of her impoverished neighbors lacked basic needs such as electricity and ovens and stoves uh, to cook food. Uh, though resources in the high desert are limited, Raquel realized that one of the inexhaustible resources that they had was the sun. And she says that's where the idea she got of building a solar oven. And she res- researched solar ovens and found that the most uh, incorporate mirrors or other inexpensive or other expensive materials. So Raquel wanted to create a design that, design that anyone could easily afford and was y- using. Uh, readily available materials they could replicate, um, which is amazing, and congratulations to her. Uh, as I always love stumbling across these great, uh, empowering news stories about Indigenous youth um, just doing amazing work in communities. Um, so up next, let's listen to Luella and, uh, and then maybe St. Vincent. That's kind of what I'm feeling today. Um, yeah, and then after that, uh, as you all know, uh, Stray No Chaser is up. So thank you for tuning in to CFUV 101.9 FM in Victoria.
That was Ghostkeeper, one of my faves, and they're out of Regina. Um, so, in events in the community to watch out for, the Two-Spirit Trans and Gender Queer Solidarity March is Saturday, July 5th at tw uh, uh, of 2014, which you probably have figured out already. Uh, Fernwood Community Center at 1240 Gladstone Ave. That's right in Fernwood uh, area there. And it's super easy to find. So they're going to meet up, make signs, and get crafty at 11 a.m., uh, gather outside, and prepare to march at 1230. And then at 1... They're going to march and make some noise at Alt Pride Community Festival, which is 1 to 5 p.m. Saturday, July 5th at Staticona Park, 1490 Pandora Ave. So it's the same day, and they're just suggesting you come out uh, to Former Community Center at 11 a.m. on that Saturday and uh, support um, the genderqueer, trans, and two-spirit community. Um, come enjoy, come to the park and enjoy some food, meet new folks, make connections, and check out the amazing, uh, clothing swap, which I totally donated some clothes to that, so I hope y'all are enjoying my old, uh, clothes because they're awesome and I had a really hard time letting them go. Um, these events are all taking place on La Huangin and, which is Songhees Territory in Victoria, and these are free all ages events and it's a sober event i believe um bus tickets are available both before and during these events if you need help um getting home <clears throat> that's an awesome thing that's totally wonderful they're providing that uh please avoid using scented body care products before arriving and the festival organizers are working to challenge systematic oppressions including settler colonialism racism ableism transmisogyny and all that horrible stuff so uh if you have any questions about anything i just rattled off please contact them uh with the, uh, your comments concerns questions um they have a little website. It's called altpridefest.wordpress.com. And the Facebook page is Facebook forward slash groups forward slash altpridefest. Find them at altpridefest at gmail.com. Or you can phone after 3.30 p.m. at 778-679-8158. And that about does it for me. Up next, we have Straight No Chaser. I'm going to play us out with... Um, St. Vincent after these messages. <laughs> 